Hey, eavesdroppers, welcome to Flapping Our Lips. Just three sisters talking about random things. And we invite you to eavesdrop on today's conversation. So today, or this week, we'll be talking about if you could change some things about yourself, what would it be? So Ave, what do you think? Well, you know, this is a journey I've been on. Uh, it's kind of like this self-improvement journey, trying to, as, I, as I'm, you know, maturing, trying to get to that space of comfort in my life. And I think if I could change something, I would definitely change um, one of the things I would change on my list would be overthinking things. I tend to overthink and overpersonalize things. And I, and I would love to be able to um, move from that space because that's kind of like a debilitating space. It kind of keeps you stuck um, if you don't know how to navigate out of it. So I would definitely say overthinking things is one of the things on my list. What about you, Kat? Um, if I were to choose, I got a whole long list of things that I would, uh, change, but you know, I had a, uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, they went parasailing and they showed me their video and they looked like they were having so much fun, but in my head, I just can't do it. I can not do it. And so if I could change anything, it would be to try to be more brave about that kind of stuff. Just get out there, give it a try, push the fear of heights. Oh, and not be worried about, oh, what if we crash into the ocean? What if this happens? What if that happens? And making that almost paralyze you from having the opportunity to do some, you know, just amazing things. So I think that would be something that I would want to be able to change. I think I also have a long list of things I would want to change. I think one thing that I need to work on is patience. I feel like I'm a very patient person, but I know when I'm driving, I'm like, well, you're so slow. Or if I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, spit it out. And, and these are the conversations I'm sometimes having in my head or I'll become distracted when somebody's not just getting to the point really quickly. And so I recognize that I may not be allowing others the space to move in their own way. I just want it quick or to get it done. I, I can have those conversations with myself at work. Like I can send an email and I'm like, uh, you didn't respond yet. Like the person is probably not even at their desk or they could be in a meeting. I'm just like, two hours later, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, so I think I could work <laughs> on patience. And if I'm also honest, I would try to be more of an extrovert. I am very introverted in many ways. I could be at home enjoying my house on my own or not engaging in activities or trying to go out as often as I did when I was young or probably pre-pandemic, that really helped me become more uh, introverted. So I think I would work on that skills of that skill of extending myself or saying, oh, I'm going to go out or not find a reason not to go out or not to engage with people. So those are two things I think I can change about myself. Well, definitely the... The, the being more patient certainly resonates with me. And I think I've gotten better about that. 
and the the being more extroverted. You know, at work, I can definitely see myself being um, um, in a place where, you know, I'm not the networker. I take it or leave it. I don't need to talk to you. I'm not pressing the flesh, smoozing around the room. And I do think that you miss opportunities when you don't take advantage of that. But it's my introverted nature that causes me to say, I'll talk to you and we'll have a good time, but you're going to approach me first. I'm not going to yeah. necessarily be the one that steps up to you and say, hey, unless I'm you know, at a certain level of comfort with you. Whereas I see other people, they don't care who you are. They march up to you. They stick their hand out. They start having a conversation about all kinds of random things. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that. Um, and so that's definitely um, an opportunity uh, for for me as well. And the, the other thing that I would add to it is uh, I, I don't think I'm a person that has a whole lot of willpower you know, uh, about certain things, I will just be like, Oh, so let me slip back into the same old habits. Um, and not necessarily, uh, stick with something that I really want to do unless it's, you know, potentially detrimental. Um, yeah. So I definitely agree with you with, uh, some of the, the opportunities that you shared. Tosh, can you talk about the willpower, um, expand on that one a little bit? What you I mean said by that? most of the willpower around is around food. I like to eat certain things and even though certain things like nuts, for example, I, I enjoy eating nuts, but nuts don't like my hips. And so I will stop for a minute, but then I'll go right back to it. Or I'll say, you know, I'm just going to be very diligent about what I'm going to eat this week. I really need to be better about this. And by the next day, I'm stuffing a piece of cake in my mouth. And uh, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to start over tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day. Uh, so it's usually around food where me and the willpower struggle. Oh, then I'll maybe exercise to agree, a degree as well. I, I um, you know, I, yeah, so that's what I mean. So I, I, I kind of like want to jump into two things you actually talked about, which also resonates with me. So the first thing is when we're talking about being more introverted, more extroverted, sorry, more outgoing. I recently visit, visited my daughter in Mississippi and I was at her job and we were leaving the building and she suddenly yelled out, hey, so-and-so, like really loud as we exited the building. And I was very taken aback because that's not a behavior that we kind of like embrace. It's kind of like yelling out to people in the street. And he yelled back and it turned out to be like, um, one of her senior management people, the best way I could describe it, somebody above her. And he was just like, hey, how you doing? And just and they were just having this whole conversation. And she goes, my mom is a little taken back because she's not used to this type of behavior. And he's like, oh, this is how we act here all the time. We just really free and happy. And, and I'm like, wow, to be this person who's just like, you know, very free to be loud in the street. I don't, you know, loud in the street does not resonate with who I am and especially not to a stranger. So I was very like, mm, okay, I, I, I'm not, okay, hi, how you doing? Not very sure how I react in this here workplace environment, but hey, if it makes y'all happy and it helps for, you know, whatever it is you're accomplishing, wonderful. The other thing is 
I also struggle with willpower. My willpower comes from chips. I love me some chips and nuts as well. And one of my workarounds is, you know, uh, the supermarket always has buy one, get one free, but it's the big bags. I have learned to pay the premium for the little small bags. I'm going to buy me a bag with the little small bags. I'm paying a premium, even though I want that buy one, get one free price. But my my uh, stomach area uh, is going to appreciate me taking this little uh, itty bitty bag in, in the smaller size and I can fulfill my desire to have this salty treat that I should not be eating in um, consistently every day. But that's my little workaround. Like I'm a, I, I want, I like the buy one, get one price, but I'm going to pay my premium to give myself less so I can exert some kind of faux willpower. Well, for the, for the part about being um, exuberant, I'll call it that <laughs> in the workplace, I don't find anything wrong with that. I think it's, you know, a, a really great quality to be happy at work. I'm not, I don't go to work like, oh my God, you know, this is the worst thing ever. I hate these people. I'm not that person. I'm happy to go to work. If I don't, I need a new job. So I may see someone, I may not be as exuberant, but that's my personality. I could pick up the phone and talk to y'all and it'd be like this. Hey, how you doing? That's exuberance for me. I, mm, I, I have to truth. actively, and me and Kat have had conversations where I call her and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, can you sound a little more chipper when I call you, please? And she's like, <laughs> okay, we start over. Hey, girl. And it sounds so fake. So it's not authentic you know me, at all. <laughs> if you know me, you be like, hey, Tosh, how you doing? I'm like, just, hey. And then I'm like, you having of, a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow, girl, you're good. you're good. And so it's just, I show my exuberance in a different way. I'm just not that outward facing. But if you see my face, if you see my interactions, you know, I'm going to crack a joke. And that might be my form that I crack a lot of jokes. I crack jokes in the workplace. I crack on people. Um, I can be firm, but I'm free, but I'm going to have a good time with it. I, I just don't take that too seriously. So if they are, you know, cheesing and smiling up and crossing yelling across the yard, hey, it, I'm okay with that. And I used to yell across the yard when I was on the campus because that was just the easiest way to catch somebody. So I, I get it. Um, but in terms of um, just to pivot to your second point about the willpower. So I don't, I'm pretty good at that. I, I have mastered that willpower for food, not for shopping. So these are things where I have to have these conversations how it works for me is I have a conversation with myself. And so it might be the crazy girl on the right shoulder and the other girl on the left shoulder, the calm. And I'm like, mm, do you need, or if it's about food, I'll say, do you need to eat this? Another day is coming. These are the comments I have to have all of, I have to like really make it a point. If it's for shopping, oh, I'm going to rationalize it in my head. Oh, you need this. You trying to change. Oh, what's going on? And you know, all these things. And then that finger just hits that submit and purchase. You can always return it. <laughs> That's the rationalization. Like, got by girl. Hey, it's the last one. It's on sale. You never know. You know you got some big feet. You can't. You're not going to get those again. So, and then I'm like, hey, I got one life to live. So I don't know if I would change that because it's bringing me joy. As long as it's not putting me in gobs of debt. 
You know, I, these are all the conversations I have. Like, you deserve it. You earned you it. Work you, you work hard for living. <laughs> yep. You work hard. These are the treats. You don't do drugs. Like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is your drug of choice. You know, these are the things I have to say to myself in order for me to just feel good. Um, so I don't know if I'll change that. Well, I, I would like def- I would for sure change the food bit because I do the same thing to rationalize. I'm going to eat the whole bag today and then we're going to start <laughs> over tomorrow. <laughs> Let me oh, eat. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? There's what? only one quarter of this cake left. You might as well knock it out. And tomorrow <laughs> you won't have no cake. Uh, and so you start over. But the problem is, is tomorrow there is another cake. Tomorrow's another something, right? <laughs> and there is another bag of chips. And so uh, I would like to change that. Yeah, I mean, I fall into that category. If I tell myself I'm going to be on a diet, then it's almost like if my brain tells myself, your diet starts tomorrow. Today you have license to eat whatever you want, <laughs> but tomorrow never comes. Or as, as as Tosh would do with the shopping, my strategy usually is I'm always on the internet shopping. I'm always there. I'm always in, I'm, I am that girl. I'm always in that space. But I put it in the shopping cart and leave it. <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> I just be like, Yeah, but what happened when the shopping cart, cart comes back calling for you? Oh, then I delete it. Then I'm like, Oh, I, because oh, by that yeah. time, whatever it is that I was throwing in that shopping cart for whatever reasons I was feeling at that moment, are no longer as important or they're not really speaking to me anymore. And I'm actually pretty good about if I step away from the the shopping cart for a day or two or the shopping cart comes back looking for me, like in Rattleton, they'd be like, girl, you know, you got this here uh, cash back coming if you buy this thing. I'd be like, delete. Because at that point, I've been able to like move past the initial need to be in there shopping. So I'm all, yes, I am always in there shopping, but I would say eight out of 10 times, I don't buy the perch. I don't make, I don't seal the deal. Yeah, so. I, I, um, I was looking at something about, or reading an article about kind of being a stylist and, and, or what stylists do or how they create wardrobes. And one thing I heard was it could be nice. It, I could find it attractive. I could really like it, but does it work for me? Is this something I need in my wardrobe? Just because it looks great on this model or this stylist person or this celebrity, is this really going to work for me? And I once I incorporated that into my mindset, Mm-hmm. Anything I put in my cart, I want it because I feel like it's going to work for me. I mean, I'm not going to be putting it in my cart that I don't want. I don't want. So, I'm. I and I can always return it. I'm a that free shipping and returns. That's me. If I have to pay for a return, that is where I'm going to be hesitant about buying it. Mm. I gotta really want it. But if it's a free process and it's interactive, I don't have to do much but click. Wait for the UPS or the FedEx guy. No signature required. Don't ask my address and kind of try to steal my packages, people. But you know, it's um. I think it's good because well, and I don't go to the store as often, and so I'm not purchasing in those volumes. I'm just kind of. I mean, my I probably should have arthritis in the pointer finger because that thing is <laughs> scrolling down that page. It's getting like a matter of fact, my pointer finger should be bigger than the rest of my hand because it's getting the workout on a consistent <laughs> scrolling basis. But I feel like um, 
I don't necessarily need to exude that willpower there. But I understand your point. And I, th I think that strategy is good. What I also think is interesting is that we all have variations of it. So food, me might be clothes. Um, and we're all, but you didn't say, Abe, about the introvert part. So that was interesting that, because I don't really see you as an introvert. You know what? I consider myself an introvert, but everyone I know tells me I'm not. So yeah, I don't see <laughs> so I might that. need to really rethink my think. Like all yeah, my friends. That's, that's, yeah. My friends are all like, introvert. you're introverted? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I really am. I am an introvert. They're like, you're not no introvert. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> well, and I don't I, know if I've learned to be an introvert who navigates an extroverted world really well. So, I, and that's what I think I am. I'm think some, I am someone who's introverted, but I navigate well in an extroverted um, environment. And so people assume that I am extroverted. But, you know, Kat is always telling me that I'm a hermit. So you can't be a hermit and an extrovert. So I, my question is, you, you I mean, it's almost like a left-hander living in a right-handed world. An introvert is really living in a probably a more extroverted world. What happens when you come home after you've had these moments of extroverted behavior? I need, um, so my husband... From we started dating, I've always had um, what I call me and me time. So after a hard week or whatever, um, when we were dating and my daughter would, on the weekends, my daughter would go to her dad's, I would be like, I can't see you on this day because I need some me and me time. So that's how I deal with it as an introvert in the extroverted world. When I come home, that's my me and me time. That's the time I need to kind of like, refill my cup, re-energize, kind of like just sink into myself because I feel like I exert a lot of energy um, navigating that extroverted world. And I think that's usually what happens with most introverts. They'll go out there and they'll do the most, but then when you come back to your safe space, you just need a moment alone and to just be by yourself and just replenish and then you could get back to the business. And so I, I think that's the same way that I manage having to be out there chit chatting with people. But then when I come back, I'm like, you know what? I just need to, I just need to be by myself for a little bit of time. Exactly. Me I and the still TV. don't see you as an, even with that description, I still <laughs> don't think you are fitting the mold. I don't think it's, I don't think that most extroverts wouldn't say that they need to come home and have a moment or replenish they need some self-care. They want to spend time by themselves. No. I, uh, my husband is an extrovert, but he enjoys his individual time, his space to recharge, get it together, but he can go out. It's not a hard thing for him to go have a drink, talk to the person next to him. He's like, yeah, I met this guy. So I'm like, what? I'm, you know, <laughs> me, I'm going to go sit down and eat my food. I'm not going to be like, hey, girl, to the left and hey, sir, to the right. And now we're all talking. I'm not doing that. Me you either. might do that. I don't think she would do that. I, no, I won't yes. do that. Now, Kat and I you... have an acquaintance, and here's a real-life example of this acquaintance. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we went to, a, they, they were having a food and wine thing at the theme park, and we happened to meet up with this acquaintance at the theme park. Oh, and they I was, know who that acquaintance is. Hands and they, down, was with, um, they were with 
a, a young lady and introduced us to the young lady and the young lady's hanging and schmoozing and we's chilling and everything for not probably what you say, Kathy, but a good 45 minutes. Over an hour. Oh, you know? And so then the young lady meets up with some friends and says, oh, thank you. It was so nice meeting you. Nice meet, nice meeting you to our mutual acquaintance. And so we turned and we said, you didn't know this person? And she was like, no, I met her here, but she looked lonely. So I, I became her friend because she looked lonely. Now that's an extrovert. I would never do that. I I don't have Mm, to wear with that's unsafe. And I would have told her, do not have me hang around no special, somebody you don't even know. What? Oh, I, no. I was shocked myself. I, I think there may be ranges. Maybe there's a range of how people navigate within the world of being an introvert and an extrovert. You know, maybe there's some, like a Venn diagram, there's some overlap between the two areas. But the interesting thing about this extra, very, very extroverted person is that as a person whose personality is probably polar opposite, I cannot spend a lot of time with this individual. I Neither can I. separate myself Neither can I. for a long, long time because it, it is oftentimes too much for me. It, is, know, it, it can be draining. It can be draining. Yeah. I mean, I believe I understand who this person is and from the inception of, you know, that type of personality, sometimes I might find it, um, what's the word? Is it disingenuous? It, it's, it just doesn't appear to be real. Like it just, it's not a genuine, I, I feel like there's, it's like a show. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I think you're like, it's extra when you're so extroverted. Maybe that's what I'm, I don't know. Something about that, that seems like like you said, overwhelming. Maybe I can't figure out the word I want to use, but when it's so, it's like theatrical almost that I'm like, oh, this is, I'm out of here. This is, <laughs> I, I, I don't will, know. I will say in certain settings, it is fun to have that person around. Because they will yeah, it's like the pull you. Yeah, they will pull you to maybe do be a little bit more into things than your 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 personality naturally. But when it's over and done with, whew, I'm done. I'm whooped. But how about people who are just talkers all the time? So I find that those are extroverts. I've had been in situations where somebody talked to me nonstop for almost six hours. I almost wanted to pass out and die. <laughs> and I was left in a room at a family's house and was like, why did somebody do this to me? <laughs> But so that my daughter is, is a talker. My daughter is a talker. She absolutely is a talker. Her her favorite saying is "long story long" because usually <laughs> it is. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I use that, but just as it, but my long story is never long. <laughs> <laughs> she is definitely a long story long person. So she is a talker. She is definitely extroverted. She is extroverted. She's. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, it, it's good to be in the presence of truly extroverted people because, as Kat says, it does kind of like lend to um, engaging you in other scenarios that maybe you yourself would not necessarily choose to be in, things that you would choose to do. To do. So, those extroverted people 
are really, really good at maybe helping you step out your comfort zone in a safe way for yourself because you obviously don't have to go down the road with them, but you can go as far down the road as you could be comfortable going as opposed to not going down the road at all. So uh, that that uh, mountainside in a little car <laughs> were not safe. Just so you just so you know. And that was all thanks to that extrovert. That was not safe. Well I, I would I just would like to say that what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. And so as long as you continue to challenge yourself and change for hopefully the positive, I think that um, acknowledging that there are things that you could change about yourself is a, a good step, a step in the right direction because we shouldn't be static beings. We all need to kind of continue to morph and grow. I agree with that. And, and, and uh, I think the good thing that I'm hearing is that we're all at least willing to step out there and give things a try. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a really good conversation, ladies. I enjoyed it. So thank you for eavesdropping with us today. New episodes drop weekly. To share your comments, say hi, recommend topics, or ask for advice, reach us at flapyourlips at gmail.com. That's F-L-A-P-Y-O-L-I-P-S at gmail.com.